you know, we got that $1,200 check. We went out and spend it. I mean, in my part of the state in Cedar City, we saw a lot more trailers and campers and little ATV razor things. And so sales tax was actually higher than we expected it to be. Money, money, money makes the world go round, or at least I think that's the expression. I've always been kind of bad at those. But I do know it does make the Utah legislature go round. I'm Sonia Hudson. And I'm Emily Means. This week on 45 Days, we are talking budgets. Sonia, on a scale of Dr. Seuss to war and peace, how hard is it to understand the state budget? I'd say maybe like a Harry Potter book. Okay, okay. That seems perfectly doable. It is. <laughs> Yay. So why are we talking about budgets? Well, it's literally the only thing that lawmakers are required to do each year. All those other bills that they pass that we spend so much time talking about, really just icing on the cake of the budget. Wow, how lucky are we? I know, so much icing. <laughs> the budget can be really complicated, and I, I think that that turns people off from looking into it. But it's super important. And once you have the basics, it's fairly easy to navigate. And it's important because lawmakers are deciding what to do with your tax money. So, okay, how much money are we talking about here? Like, how big is Utah's budget? It's about $21 billion this year. This money is what runs a lot of what happens in the state from making sure the highway that you take to your grandma's house gets paved to funding local health departments. And we get money from lots of different types of taxes. We've got income tax, we've got sales tax, we've got property tax, and we've got the gas tax. And they all go into different buckets of funding. $21 billion. Drum roll, please. <laughs> that is a lot of money. Sonia, can we even explain the state budget in 15 minutes? Yes, we definitely can. To help us out, I talked to Donna Law. She works as a lobbyist for Southern Utah University, and part of her job is watching the legislature make its budget so that she can lobby for some of the university's interests to be included in that budget. The state budget is how we balance tax collection with expenditures for the purpose that those tax were collected. And the state of Utah always balances its budget during the legislative session, which is something that we don't see, for instance, in Washington, D.C., but something that we're very proud of here in the state of Utah. Lots of people have experience making and sticking to, or maybe not sticking to, personal budgets for their household. How is a state budget similar to a personal budget, and how is it not so similar? Well, certainly the, the premise of a balanced budget, you want to make sure that you don't spend more than you have or more than you take in, right? You, you get a paycheck, you put that in the bank, and then you pay your bills, and you want to have hopefully a little bit left over maybe to put in... Uh, a savings account uh, for a rainy day. And the state budget is very much like that. The difference is my personal household budget is not $21 billion. Gotcha. Wouldn't it be nice if our household budgets were all $21 billion? <laughs> I don't know. It takes 45 days to kind of put this together. So <laughs> that's that's just the days that the legislature is on the Hill. That doesn't take into account all of the staff time that that prepares for that. There's actually two budgets that come forward. Last week, we saw that 
our new Governor Spencer Cox put forward his budget, and the legislature has the opportunity to kind of accept or reject that budget while they're establishing their own. Where do you see the big differences between the governor's proposed budget and the legislature's priorities this year? You know, I think there's probably more likeness this year than there has been in other years because Spencer Cox actually came from the legislature before he was plucked to be the lieutenant governor. He understands that process. He actually understands the budget process from a municipality because he was a mayor, a city council person, a county commissioner. So I think he probably sees things a little differently coming from that perspective and the legislature acknowledges that along the way. Okay, so Donna has covered some of the basics for us. Essentially, the budget is how the state uses revenue from taxes. And the governor and the legislature might have some different ideas about how to do that. They definitely do. And that whole debating what gets funded that goes on during these 45 days of the legislative session, that's what I asked Donna about next. So lawmakers debate over how the money that comes in from taxes is allocated. What are the different streams of money that come in and where do they go? So they're really just two two buckets of income. Uh, There's the general fund. So that's where like your sales tax goes to. And then there's the education fund. And the education fund is funded by income tax. So all those monies come into those two buckets and then they have to get redistributed. So for instance, the education monies will get allocated primarily through the Public Education Appropriations Committee and the Higher Ed Appropriations Committee. So those two committees focus on education funding. And then there are another six or seven committees that will sort through the sales tax What does Utah's budget overall look like this year? Are there any big changes to it that are really shaking things up? I think probably the thing that is most different from this year is pandemic related, right? So uh, last year, because of the pandemic, instead of having our tax deadline be April 15th, the deadline was moved to July. And so that changed kind of the cash flow situation Our state was very conservative in how they allocated funds. So we have more money than we expected to for this session. And in particular, uh, there's more one-time money. Uh, Much of that is a result of the stimulus payments that we all got. You know, we got that $1,200 check. We went out and spent it. I mean, in my part of the state, in Cedar City, we saw a lot more trailers and campers and little ATV razor things. And so sales tax was actually higher than we expected it to be. So I think there's just a little bit more money than we expected. Therefore, um, there are lots of people, lots of entities with their hands out saying, well, can we have some of that back? So we've got two piles of money and lots of committees that want that money. Donna mentioned these two buckets. We've got income tax funding education and sales tax going into the general fund. And one smaller bucket actually that doesn't really get talked about a lot is the gas tax, which goes into the transportation fund. And that's the money that the state uses to fix highways. Yeah, we don't hear a lot about that one. 
The way the legislature spends its money says a lot about its priorities. So, Sonia, can we get a little more specific about what the Utah legislature is looking at this year? Sure. There are three big things that I wanted to highlight, and Donna already touched on a couple of them. The first is education funding. Lawmakers always say that education funding is a big priority for them each year. And back in November, voters approved Amendment G, which means that lawmakers can now use some of the education fund money to pay for programs from the general fund that support children and people with disabilities. So they're taking money from the income tax and using it to pay for stuff that is normally paid for by the sales tax. Got it. The lawmaker that's basically in charge of putting the budget together did tell me that this session they probably won't be using that ability, but they plan to in the future. But there is still some immediate impact of Amendment G. Right. So this other law passed along with Amendment G that gives the education fund long-term stability It's also got some short-term funding boosts, like a 6% increase in per-student funding. The Budget Committee has already approved a $400 million bump in education funding, and we could see even more of that as the session unfolds and we pass some education bills. Well, okay, so there is a lot going on in education funding. What are the other two types of funding you wanted to talk about? Number two is COVID funding. Hard not to talk about pandemic funding in the middle of a pandemic. Right. Local health departments are now in charge of coordinating vaccines for people when it's their turn to get it. So when it's your turn, you call up the health department, you go on their website, you make an appointment, they handle all the logistics. So they're going to need some more money to help fund that. And they still need money for continuing to respond to all the people that are still getting sick. Another big priority is more testing And the logic from prominent Republicans is to test, 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 and isolate people so that we can keep businesses open. Although I will say we didn't close businesses down when the positivity rate was above 30%. But that's the messaging that we're getting from Republican leaders. And there are also people who are still struggling financially because of the pandemic. It's really wreaked havoc on the economy, especially certain sectors of the economy. And they could get some help from the state government this year, which is something that Governor Cox has called for in his budget proposal. Okay, let me get this straight. What you're telling me is everything costs money. Crazy, right? (laughs) I know. Who would have thought? So one thing is education. Number two is COVID. What's the third thing? Number three is tax cuts. Utah weathered this pandemic economic storm that I mentioned earlier better than we thought it would, at least as a state. So lawmakers want to restore some of the cuts that they made over the summer, and they think they'll still have some money left over for a tax cut. Right. That's something Senate President Stuart Adams mentioned, that 2021 would be the year of the tax cut. The year of the tax cut, 2021. Here it is. (laughs) And lawmakers have already started voting on tax cuts this week. And so far, what that looks like is tax relief for retired people. But there's probably even more tax cutting to come. And we just don't know what they look like yet. 
Yeah, lawmakers have said they've set aside about $80 million. So we'll see how they play with that money in terms of tax cuts as the session goes on. I actually also talked to Matthew Weinstein. He works for Voices for Utah Children, which is an advocacy group. And so because of that, he does a lot of watching the Utah budget during the legislative session. And tax cuts were a really big topic for him, too. But he thinks that it might not be the right time to roll those out. We've cut taxes a lot in recent decades. You know, at what point do we start restoring those revenues so we can make some of the investments we need? We're proposing investing more in the next generation in education, public health, uh, many other areas so that we can have a better future. Republicans obviously feel very differently. They think that Utahns deserve a break on their taxes because the state isn't in a ton of financial trouble like other states are because of the pandemic. Well, we've talked a lot about Republican politicians during this episode. And I know Democrats have a super minority in both the state house and the state Senate. So the Republicans can basically pass whatever they want without the Democrats. But Sonia, what do you think the role of the Democrats is in this budgeting process? Well, they're certainly on these same committees as Republicans are, right? And they can set up meetings with Republican lawmakers to voice their opinions about what the state should fund and how much money it should give those things. But you're totally right in that Republicans really don't have to take their advice or listen to them if they don't want to. Something that I always find really interesting is Democratic Senator Derek Kitchen oftentimes during those budget committee hearings, he will propose some amendment to the budget that you know is just not going to pass. But he'll make a very impassioned speech about it and then it'll fail. But I think that it serves this purpose and this role that House Minority Leader Brian King told us about last episode, which is that part of the Democrats' job, at least the way that they see it, is to be a loud public critic of some of these Republican ideas that they disagree with. Okay, this has been really helpful for me to understand what the heck is going on with the state budget. Sonia, did Donna Law have any parting words? She basically wants people to know that there are a ton of resources that can help you understand the budget, and that knowledge can be really powerful. You know, if they have concerns about where their tax monies are going, that's that's where they can go and actually look for themselves and see for themselves. We get so misinformed sometimes because one person understands this and then they then it's spread through a rumor mill and then everybody's all upset because their tax dollars are being spent one way and they should be spent in another way. When in fact, um, the state makes it so transparent, you can go on and see that X number of dollars are committed to education and that that's how they're being spent. And so if people are concerned at all, um, they can go and look there. They can also call their legislator and look for some help understanding. They would be greeted right now with some very talented interns who would help them find the right place on the website to go and see for themselves. It's all there. And I think it's important that we trust our lawmakers, but if for some reason we don't, we can go and see what they're doing online. That was Donna Law. She is a lobbyist for Southern Utah University. Emily, we really went down the rabbit hole on budget here. What else is going on in Utah politics this week? Yes, let's come back up for air. (laughs) 
Well, Governor Cox declared a state of emergency, and the Utah National Guard was at the state capitol in case any armed protesters tried to storm the building. And that's because of what happened at the U.S. Capitol earlier this month with that violent riot we saw. But things were really pretty calm and quiet during the inauguration this week, and the state of emergency expired on Thursday. Speaking of the inauguration, we have a new president, Joe Biden took office this week, and one of the first things on his to-do list is reviewing the sizes of the Bears Ears and Grand Staircase Escalante National Monuments. Utah's members of Congress and Republican state leaders said they would not support restoring those monuments to their original sizes. Sonia, what should people be paying attention to next week? Well, if you want to put some of this budget wisdom we've imparted on you this episode to good use... The Budget Committee, the Executive Appropriations Committee, meets Tuesday at 5.15 p.m. Hopefully there will be some impassioned speeches to keep things interesting. I'll be watching Derek Kitchen. All right. That does it for this week on 45 Days. I'm Sonia Hudson. And I'm Emily Means. The show was edited by Caroline Ballard and produced by Roddy Nickpour. Chelsea Naughton is our digital editor. Trisha Bobita is KUER's podcast manager. Our news director is Elaine Clark, and the station manager is Joel Meyer. 45 Days is a production of KUER. If you want even more 45 Days, we're sending out a newsletter every Monday that recaps the previous week in politics. You can sign up for that newsletter at 45days.org. That's the number 45days.org. We've also got a link to that budget website that Donna Law talked about to help you see exactly what lawmakers are spending your money on. Talk to you next week. Sonia, what would you do with the $21 billion budget? You know, the first thing that comes to mind is I would move out of my one bedroom apartment. (laughs) What about you? I don't really understand what $21 billion looks like. It's a lot of money. From KUER.